Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the TBC Podcast. I am your host and editor-in-chief of the Bethel Collegian, Brett Esch, and it is Wednesday, April 19th. As a reminder, you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, collegian.bethelks.edu. To stay up to date on all the latest Bethel news, you can follow The Collegian on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All you have to do is search The Bethel Collegian. And as always, thank you to the KBCU FM 88.1 team for allowing us to use this hosting space to give you, our listener, the best quality that we can. And with that, let's jump straight into the Collegian ticker. Starting off with the news, Chase Dempsey has been named the 2023 and first ever Thresher of the Year. You can pick up a copy of Issue 12 in which he graces the front page and you can see all full Thresher of the Year content in the print. The Collegian placed second for Best Overall Newspaper at the Golden Leaf Awards in its first ever appearance at the annual NPCMA conference. An announcement with full details is on the website. Reverie Roasters and Bethel announced the termination of their partnership, as the Mojo Space will now seek its third tenant in three years. A story with more on that can be found on the website. The 2023 Thresher Leadership Awards are taking place this Friday, that's the 21st, at 11 a.m. in Crable Auditorium. Moving into entertainment, you can read about the experiences of the Bethel Forensics team's trip to Santa Ana, California, in a story from Rebecca Schlosser on the website. Next week on the 26th at 7 p.m., there will be a wind ensemble concert in Crable Auditorium. Finally, Bethel's Pride Week is wrapping up this week with events every day, including Capture the Flag tonight, that's Wednesday night, Pride Calf Frisbees on Thursday, and a drag show on Friday night. In features, Thresher of the Year features are available both in print and on the website. You can read about Chase Dempsey's impact both at an administrative level and among students and the surrounding communities in stories authored by Katie Rose Friesen-Berkey and Delon Bakshi. In sports, two weeks ago, the Bethel tennis teams enjoyed a week of success with wins over the McPherson women, Friends University, and the St. Mary men. As their historic season continues, you can read about all the matches in a story from Jordan Twinter on the website. Both squads will be back in action in Bartlesville for a match with Oklahoma Wesleyan on Saturday. The Bethel softball team capped off four KCAC doubleheaders in two weeks. You can catch up on all the details of those contests in a story by Jenna Mahoney. The team will be on the diamond again tonight, that's Wednesday night, with a doubleheader at home against Southwestern and on Saturday against Oklahoma Wesleyan. All of those games at Weddell Field here on the campus of Bethel. Finally, the Bethel football team wrapped up spring ball and competed in its annual spring game on Saturday night. Head coach A.B. Stokes joins us next to discuss the spring's progress and expectations for the fast-approaching fall campaign. Lastly, the 7th annual Threshbees are set for May 6th at 7 p.m. at the Meridian Center in Newton. Students began voting for award winners earlier this week. If you'd like your Bethel or community event announced on the Collegian ticker, you can email collegian at bethelks.edu or direct message the Collegian on Twitter or Instagram. Now joining the TBC podcast as the lone guest for this episode is Bethel head football coach A.B. Stokes. During his first stint at Bethel, Stokes spent time as the offensive coordinator in 2018 and associate head coach and director of recruiting in 2019. Then he went to the high school ranks, launching a first-year wrestling program at Lincoln Christian School in Tulsa, Oklahoma, while also helping the football team achieve a 12-1 record and a state runner-up finish. 
Stokes then returned to North Newton in November of 2021, this time as the head coach, and led the Threshers to their third consecutive conference title in 2022. Coach, thank you so much for joining. Oh, thanks for having me, Brad. I really appreciate it. So uh, first question I have is, uh, just wrapped up spring ball, uh, what goals did you set or what kind of progress did you want to see from your players uh, in your second uh, uh, spring season here at Bethel? Well, you know, the, the goals in the spring are always pretty pretty vanilla. Uh, you, you typically lose people in the spring and you want to see uh, if guys are going to step up to replace them. Uh, those are some of the kind of goals you have. But ultimately the goal is to just – uh, get better at where we can and we like to try to get out of the spring healthy. I think we did that relatively well. Uh, so again, like I said, the goals for the spring are always pretty vanilla. It's, it's we want to see improvement as much as we can and, and to try to get out as healthy as possible. Absolutely. And then uh, second question I had was obviously a, a, another change at offensive coordinator. Um, so offensively, players are learning a new system this spring. They'll be running a new system in the fall. What's that process looked like? And what are some benchmarks that you've wanted to see from your offense uh, under uh, Denton Hudspeth, who's now taken over as OC? Right. Well, yes, it's a new offensive coordinator, but uh, the base of the offense is, is still the same. Uh, there, there has been things that Coach Hudspeth has has tweaked a little bit, and so what we were looking looking for this spring is to make sure that the new the the things that are new, such as the terminology that he's using and, and some of the wrinkles that he's that he's putting in, uh, that our guys could just pick it up and and we could still kind of play at a at a fast pace. If you watch the spring game, you you might say, well, they're not moving as fast as they did last year. Uh, we we will at times we'll move pretty fast, but uh, it's all. About about making sure the players understand exactly what's going on and and picking up the the new wrinkles for sure and then defensively you know you lose some key players some multi-time all-americans like trey palmer uh but you're returning leaders like Cade miller at linebacker brendan sanders at corner how important are they for not only your defense but your entire team in that in those leadership roles uh going into the fall yeah well leadership is one of the most important things when you're talking about uh, being a part of a successful football program or any program for that matter. Uh, so I can't even put into words how important uh, the leadership of those guys and, and, and other guys uh, are as far as them coming back and, and putting putting their stamp of, of uh, what this culture should be or what it should look like uh, in terms of uh, being a leader, you know. So uh, I, I think those guys are, are extremely instrumental. And, again, like I say, it's, it's so many guys. We we have a, a leadership group that I think expands to about 18 guys right now. Uh, they call it the Great Maroon Group. And uh, they've been doing a great job, especially here recently. It took us a minute to get going and, and kind of find the, the balance of, okay, who's going to step up, who's going to be the new leaders, and what do we want to look like as a team moving forward when it comes to leadership. But I think we're in a good spot now, and I really think it's going to pay dividends come fall. And then just kind of added on to that, can you name some guys that, that might have come into this program last year or, or new faces this year that you feel like have really stepped up and, and, and led in their position group? Or to, can you just highlight some of those guys that have stepped up in those roles? Well, you know, it, it, every time I get to, to name people, my, my mind instantly goes blank for some reason. But uh, I can think of not necessarily came last year, but Grant Gotti is somebody who is really, really stepping up in the terms of a leadership. Uh, and then, you know, I, I can talk about guys like uh, Myron Randall. 
who is in the in the receiver group, which, you know, we were looking for some leadership in that group. We we returned uh, ultimately no production from the outside receiver spot. So we were looking for guys to just step up and, and, and take on the leadership wrong. And don't get me wrong, production doesn't equal leadership. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes it helps. And, and when you got guys who uh, haven't proven themselves, I think sometimes before they feel like they need to before they can lead. And that's why, you know, I said we returned no production. We returned a bunch of guys who are all trying to find their way. And uh, I think Myron has definitely emerged as a as a leader of the receiver group. For sure. And you know, you know summer's coming up. Uh, you know, about to get guys back for the fall. So, what's your message to the players? As as the summer approaches, what kind of work do you want to see them uh, put in? What kind of shape you want them to see them come back in for fall camp, so you can get rolling, uh, looking for that fourth conference championship? Yeah, we. Uh, the first thing that I, I I will say to them, we have a couple of more meetings before the semester ends. But uh, that that last meeting, the first thing I'll say is I want them to enjoy themselves. Like, uh, don't rush it. Don't rush it back. Like, it, it's coming. It's coming. It, you know, uh, the fall season is coming. I want them to enjoy themselves. Uh, they've, you know, it's been a rigorous fall and spring semester academically and athletically and at some some level socially you know what I mean it's been a rigorous semester so take some time enjoy your family uh and and enjoy being a college student on summer vacation uh but but find time to focus on on getting your work done and getting your work in um, you know, take it seriously when you when you are doing those things and make sure you get the running in. I think that's really important. Uh, and then, you know, come back, make sure when you come back, you're mentally uh, ready to go in, in every phase. Right. And then you talked about, um, you know, it's been a rigorous semester. Um, can you kind of compare and contrast from both a coaching standpoint for this roster and then recruiting, can you kind of compare this spring to last spring, your first spring as head coach? Yeah, you know, so rec- recruiting-wise, it, it it was a lot smoother. Like, it just seemed – I mean, we came in in January uh, last spring, so we were behind the ball. We didn't have uh, – we had one commit <laughs> when we came in. So it was, uh, it, it was all, you know, all gas, no brakes as far as recruiting. Uh, and it seemed like the players uh, were, were – committed to trying to do something special obviously the the circumstances that we came in under uh, weren't necessarily ideal uh, when it comes to the old staff leaving and the new staff coming in uh, but so it seemed like the players kind of uh, really really led a lot last spring and just tried to buy into as quickly as possible the way we wanted to to do things uh, where this this spring uh, the recruiting part was a, a little bit easier but when you lose that much leadership now it was more about us finding our way as a program and like I told people it doesn't uh, I don't look at that as a negative I tell people all the time things don't grow in, in dry dirt you know you got to get in the mud for things to grow and so uh, we did man I, I mean we, we had some we had some tough some tough moments some tough days uh, uh, we had to ask some hard questions uh, but I think you know at, at the end of it you know let when, when we were standing up addressing them uh, last Saturday, if anybody stood around and listened to the words, they were all genuine and real. And, and I mean what I say, I, I think this is a, a special team that's going to be coming back to, to represent uh, Bethel College. Absolutely. And, and speaking of coming back, you know, this fall, you invite Evangel to the fold, 11-game schedule, 12 yeah. teams now in the conference. 
So looking at that, what are your expectations for this team with that extra game on the schedule? What what do you kind of see from the time things kick off in late August, early September, all the way through in, in November? Well, you might think that I'm a, a cliche interviewer, but I, I really don't. I don't look that far. Um, it's hard for me to do. Uh, you, you, you've heard me speak several times. One of my favorite statements is greatness lives in the past. And, and what that means is that, you know, you, if you ever stop and try to focus on something in the moment of it and, and think like, oh, this is going to be great, I think you're, you, you know, you're setting yourself up. All right. And so for us, we, we just want to, like I said, come into fall camp ready to go take it day by day, one game at a time. And if you want a, a long goal, we want to be better at the end than we were at the beginning. And uh, I think that, you know, by doing those things, uh, that gives us the chance to be be our best selves and the most successful team as possible. But I am excited to to have, you know, 11, 11 full real games and to, to bring Evangel in. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And, and I'm excited to see, um, you know, the, the divisional play now. So now, you know, it's almost like the first six games Games are, are non-conference almost, even though they're, they're conference games. It's almost like they are because the division is what matters when it comes to playoffs. So I think that's an interesting um, component that, that gets thrown in there because, you know, you can have a KCAC team in the playoffs that's five and six. You know, no longer is the top 25, doesn't matter, none of that. So you win the division, you're in. And I think that's going to make for uh, some exciting football games down the fold. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, I love it. I love it. And uh, real quick, I did wanted to actually touch on those on that divisional because the NAIA works where if you win your division, you go to the playoffs, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the teams in your division, uh, some pretty tough uh, opponents: oh, yeah. uh, Southwestern, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, McPherson, yep. Friends, uh, kind of Evangels and Evangel, correct? Yeah. yeah, who's coming in from and, uh, then, and then Bethany, which right. they have the old Baker's coach, so you know they're going to be improved. Right. They've improved steadily every season, it seems. So, yeah. kind of what. What are the keys to, to meeting those uh, those goals that you're going to set for the fall, especially within that division? What do you want to see your team doing well down the stretch in those meaningful games? Well, you know, just it, when, when we talk about playing our best brand of football, uh, it's, it's the simple things like uh, making the routine plays, uh, not turning the ball over, creating turnovers when they're there. So if the ball's on the ground, uh, it's ours. If a ball hits our hands on, on the defensive side, it's ours. Things of that nature. And, uh, you know, just, just not getting beat by the by the routine plays. You know, make, make them uh, make them really drive the field and, and, you know, make them really stop us. Don't stop ourselves, you know, with penalties and things like that. So uh, trying to play the best clean football that we can down the stretch. Um, but ultimately, you know, you, you don't do that by looking down the stretch. You got to look, you know, right in front of you one step at a time. And so we'll continue to focus on those things. And, and uh, I, I, I hope and I believe that down the stretch it, they'll pay off. Absolutely. Well, that's really all I had, Coach. And so thank you again for uh, giving some time to talk to people about your program. And we look forward to cheering you on in the fall. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, man, we appreciate you too. You, I got to let these guys know you came out and helped us out this spring, man. And we were very, very, very appreciative of, of what you did. And you're as big a part of this program as anybody else. So I appreciate that, Coach. Thank you. Yep. Well, that'll do it for the sixth episode of the TBC Podcast. Once again, I'm your host and editor-in-chief of the Bethel Collegian, Brett Esch. 
Once again, you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, collegian.bethelks.edu. Be sure to follow The Collegian on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All you have to do is search The Bethel Collegian. And as always, thank you for listening.